are back for episode eight, I believe. How does that make you feel hearing that you've done eight episodes of I think In the Grave? Seven, but yeah, cool. It's definitely eight. Yeah, but it says seven here. Oh, maybe it's right, or maybe it's wrong. Or maybe I copy and paste. I copy and paste. I knew it. Episode <laughs> eight. See, I know my business, dude. You know biz. Biz. All right, so episode eight, mm-hmm. as we've concluded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Striker and T, we're back at it again, and we're just going to jump right into it. How was your week? What's going on with you? Um, so I guess the big thing for my week would be the job possible opportunity. Ooh, I like how you title that, the job possible <laughs> opportunity. Or would you say the possible job opportunity? Yeah, you could say, say either, I guess. I guess, if you're crazy, but go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, somebody that I used to work with, actually did co-op with, she was my supervisor, um, messaged me and said, hey, job. And I said, interesting, wasn't looking, but mm, now I am. Nice. Um, so yeah, had an interview with her, or I guess a meeting, um, which made me interested in the job. But the job interview hasn't happened yet. Ah, so she is like a recruiter or headhunter of yeah, sorts? she's a recruiter. Cool. Which I didn't know. I thought I was applying to work for her. Which would have been dope. Yeah. She's, she's the cool. shit, apparently. Um, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, so, see where that kind of goes. It mm-hmm. looks interesting in the sense of more structure. Obviously, salary is great. Uh, benefits would be great with Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, Only with Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are good. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued because it's a full-time position and because it's, there's so much up in the air right now with COVID of like how our stru- our business really operates. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of having something set in stone of just having a salary and Working at one place would be kind of a good idea right now. Kind of ideal. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that it's a management position at a private club is pretty dope as well. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. New opportunity. So just even to check it out. Something I've not done before. A club that I've never worked at before. Uh, am I like a club hopper now? Uh, yeah, you're officially... You've been to four private clubs. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Am I a slut? Yeah, you're a club slut. <laughs> you're um, a private club slut. <laughs> facts. Um, yeah, so to see kind of where that goes. That'll be cool. I think it's good to... Um, I just think in general it's always good to check out opportunities as they come because you never know, right? Yeah. yeah, and even I think I said this to you the other day of just being able to have that conversation with um, the person who recruited me um, was worth it, even if I don't get the job, even if that's something I'm not actually interested in when I go through the interview. Um, just having that conversation with her to reconnect with her made it worth it because um, she is very well connected in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. She still owns um, two um, private clubs or, or private gyms herself. Yes. Um, and she's just a cool person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and just that conversation alone was worth it. Um, and, yeah, the other thing that's been on my mind, 
is Christmas. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. I don't know why. I feel like the closer and closer we get, the more I'm like eager to bake. And I'm usually feel like... You don't do that anymore. I don't do it anymore. And usually, I think the last like four or five years, I almost dread that time of year to have to bake for my clients because I've always baked for them. Oh my God. So much yawning, you know? It's just Um, been a day. A day. So yeah, excited to cook, bake, whatever. What are you most excited about for Christmas? A the COVID baking Christmas? and Quinn stuff. Cool. To do some like stuff with Quinn that I did as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm hoping to do like more fam jam stuff with like her cousins. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Quinn's cousins? Yeah. Oh, your brother's children. Yeah. Ah. Cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. What's been your What's your week been like? Um, I don't know. I, I guess um, well, to start, I would say a lot of relief, just in in a couple areas. One, primarily, just being with the um, the Ontario government deciding to release us from our quarantine, um, and kind of taking us out of stage two. So, that's nice. You know, mm-hmm. gyms and restaurants get to open up as of this coming Friday, which is the 14th. So, it hasn't happened yet. We're still technically in lockdown until then, but we got about five more days until we get to be released. So, it's nice. And you know what? Uh, not even just for the sake of, like, oh, more business and stuff like that. Um, obviously, that's great. But just mainly, I think, because I've been, like, reading up a lot on, like, or hearing, seeing a lot of these conspiracy theories about, like, mm-hmm. them putting us into a super lockdown and eventually making people go into a vaccine program and all this kind of crazy stuff. Which, I mean, I don't know. I, we still might not be out of the woods for that theory just yet, but ultimately just allowing people to get back to work and, like, make a living for themselves and just have the autonomy to make their own decisions, you know? Yeah. Um, it just felt, it just started to feel very slavey and yeah, like weird forced yeah like um and look i get it safety is very important but like just like anything else give people the autonomy to make the decision of how safe they feel they need to be mm-hmm. um so anyway I, I think that's just kind of a relief that we are we got that go ahead um and i don't know i think just a little bit of relief too with the whole presidential election thing i was kind of getting and i don't know with all of it but you just kind of, it's just in your face. You're forced to kind of be engaged in it. And, I mean, you're not. Some people are probably listening, like, you're not forced to, bro. You can just choose to not but be engaged in it. But you are. Like, it's mm-hmm. so on the forefront for American politics. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think most Canadians probably know more about American politics or who's in the running or the candidates, whatever, than they do about Canadian politics. Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely on par. Um, but, I mean, this one in particular was just probably the most polarizing presidency we've ever seen. Mm. So, I don't know. Just glad that it's over in general. I mean, a lot of, it's not over yet. I mean, technically Trump's still the president until January 20th. And, um, you know, he's obviously he not quitting down <laughs> without more of a fight. So, we'll see what happens there. But I yeah. guess just the week felt very... We just got a lot of news, which was nice. Yeah. Um, so, I think just going from that now... It's, it's more 
um, yeah, just making decisions going forward and um, I guess just continuing on with the plans that we had. But also, another thing that's been really stressing me out is my lock journey, bro. Yeah, that stresses you right out. It really does, dude. I feel like that's the most stressed you've been about something about yourself. Just because it's... Just because you know what it is? Because there's so much unknown to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say it started out this way. So, for those that don't know, I'm trying to lock my hair. I'm trying to get dreadlocks. Um, and it's a process. And, you know, I'm not going to bore you with the semantics of how the many processes you can go through to get locks, but the one thing you can rest assured with, unless you're doing instant locks, the first up to a year can just be, you know, kind of stressful because you're you're trying to get your hair to actually lock up, which means you have to really take care of it and manage it and, you know, look at your washing protocols and your oiling protocols and moisturizing mm-hmm. protocols and retwisting and sleeping with a do-rag and all kinds of stuff. It's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know what's funny about that too? Mm-hmm. Is how dreadlocks, it seems like it's such a low-maintenance hair style. style, mm-hmm. But it's not at Mm-mm. all. No. You, I do your hair more than I do my hair. Absolutely. You do my hair like four times a week, three times, three, at least three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. For like half an hour. Yeah. Each time, like, yeah, it's... That's one thing that's a big misconception with locks. Like, a lot of people think, oh, you just don't do shit, and, like, you just walk around not doing shit, but, you know, and... And that's not the case, especially in the beginning. Like, you have to make sure your scalp is clean. You have to mm-hmm. make sure you, there's, you have to, you're constantly making sure. Um, I think, obviously, once your hair does lock up, then it's less maintenance. But you're still moisturizing every couple of days or every day. Or, mm-hmm. Like, it's, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't get even why, I mean, I get why it's a misconception. Because when you look at it, you think, oh, you must not have done shit. But it's. A lot of work. Yeah. Like, even my hair, I didn't really do shit to my hair. Yeah. I would twist it in the morning for three minutes. I'd wash it once a week. Mm-hmm. And I'd brush the sides. And that was it. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, but yeah, it's just really stressing me out, I think, because, you know, you, in this process, you get to learn a lot about your hair and, like, your hair type, your hair texture. And depending on your hair texture and type means how difficult it might be to lock up. And what I learned was that my hair textures, I actually have very kind of straight hair, even though it doesn't look like that. But So it's just been a process, man, like of getting it twisted and then unraveled. and ugh. So yeah. I don't know. It, but the interesting thing with all of it is I feel like it's kind of making me want to be more healthy just to help the process Um go as smoothly as possible mm-hmm. or give myself the better chances for my hair to grow and like lock up and shit like that which in itself is stressful sometimes because i'm like i you know i don't i think there's definitely things i can do better obviously like less sugar and more sleep really i think are the two main things less yeah. sugar and more sleep but it's like i don't know i just it's hard to not like look at other people who you know are living a healthy as healthy a lifestyle as you're living currently and they have luscious locks you know yeah. but I mean, I guess that's not the point of doing this. You have to... Everyone's journey is different. That's the one yeah. thing that lockers that's, say. Yeah, that's the one thing. When we started watching videos, seeing everyone calling it a lock journey, mm-hmm. first of all, made me be like, where's the journey? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. And then now seeing you go through the process and how, like, upset you get about certain things or mm-hmm. how, like, just keen you are on having your hair done or mm-hmm. having it done a certain way. 
how you'll literally put your phone on so you can like see what I'm doing. Yeah, I want to see it. And like, yeah, you're just very, you're not particular like that about anything with your appearance. No, not really. So, um, that's been interesting to watch. Yeah. Just once it locks, I'll just feel so good. I just, I literally just want to see one butt. <laughs> just one. To give you a little hope? Just to see if something's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I almost, I mean, I do, I will say this. I do feel over the course of the last month now, I can feel my hair, you know, like there's certain ones that are like, okay, they're like, they're slowly yeah. coming together yeah. and getting tight. So I know something is happening, but. You know, most of the other times I just feel like, like, is anything happening? Like, am I just, you know, anyway. So that's something that's been on my mind. But I think with the crochet hook thing that we just figured out and started doing today, actually, I felt a lot better about that. Like, I feel like, whoa, like I can kind of. That works so much better. Big time. Like, I feel like if you just saw that in the first place and just did that in the first place. Oh, I'd have been, I'd have been a dread. I would have been a Rastafarian right now, bro. Like, anyway. So, yeah. Other than that, everything else is dandy. <laughs> Speaking of stress. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go into the cup of tea. Uh, yeah, so things that your body perceives as stress. Oh, segue. Yeah. Love a segue. Um, and one that you touched on was a big one, I think, for you, especially because you're a restless sleeper. Did I say restless, dude? You did. It sounded like, like you said. I breathed it. It sounded like you said rustless. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I don't get it. Do people rust as they sleep? I don't understand. Those are the good sleeps when they're rusted. When they're rusted. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, a restless sleep. Mm-hmm. You, well, you're like that. You toss and turn, and it drives me crazy. So. <laughs> um. So yeah, lack of sleep was a huge one, and you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people just think. <laughs> Were you about to rap for us? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. What's the first thing you assume that lack of sleep, like what stress your body goes through from not getting sleep? So are you asking me this question as, like, as you? As me? As you. Or as just a regular human? Okay, regular human. It's a better, it's a better <laughs> it's thing. A better. I would just tell you what it does. <laughs> but better. um, I would assume as a regular patron that doesn't know better. I would just say you just feel tired, you don't feel as energized, and that sucks. That's what <laughs> I would say. Uh, yeah, so getting that rest obviously is super important um, for, to restore your body and obviously, obviously giving your muscles, everything in your body kind of a rest, but mm-hmm. uh, just from a gut perspective too is giving your gut a break. And a lot of um, vitamins, minerals are actually produced in the gut. So if it's constantly working and doing other things, it's not really going to have a chance to create B vitamins, which is super important for your energy system, your mm-hmm. mood, um, and also uh, serotonin and melatonin are also produced in the gut. So that's a little bit of a circle there. If you're not really sleeping very well, you're not really producing serotonin and melatonin. Um, so you're not having a proper sleep cycle because the proper... Uh, minerals and stuff are not promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why a lot of people who have sleep issues will constantly wake up at the same time at night 
usually between two and four. Mm. Um, we'll be pretty re- restless and, you know, we'll still be tired during the day. Um, and if that cycle isn't created properly with serotonin and melatonin, um, it's just a vicious cycle of it being, like, thrown off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a huge one for lack of sleep. Um, lack of nutrients. Pretty stressful to your body. Yeah. Very stressful. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Not just about eating well or trying to make your hair nice. Um, That's all it is for me at this point. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Your body has to try to figure it out. Like, if you're missing certain nutrients or... Um, like macronutrients or minerals, um, your body's going to try to have to figure it out. Um, so, so when that's you say, stressful. So when you say figure it out, what do you mean? So let's say I'm, I'm, <clears throat> let's say I'm not eating enough uh, protein, for example. I don't eat enough meat. I don't eat enough protein in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you say my body has to figure that out, what do you mean? You mean it has to kind of, what do you mean? Explain that a little bit. So um, pretty much everything in your body all works together. So... Um, you know, there's cofactors to producing your energy system or those cofactors to producing um, or to creating protein um, in your body. Um, so if you are missing one of those cofactors, um, your body's going to have to try to make one of the other nutrients or minerals to work even harder mm-hmm. um, or another system to work even harder. So if your kidney isn't working as well, you know, the liver is going to take more uh, damage or more stress because it's at low capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally everything in your body runs off nutrients and um, every system has its place. So if something's running on low, something's going to be like in overdrive. Gotcha. Um, so that's super stressful for the body. It's a good thing for people to know. Um, yeah, so nutrients. Have some. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good idea. Um, and another one, workouts. I put this in here because I feel like people with their workouts, they're either like zero mm-hmm. or a hundred. Mm-hmm. Real um, quick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so that hundred going all out in the gym, that's stressful for your body. For sure. Um, and if you're not doing the proper things to recover, to hydrate... Uh, to rest, um, you know, your body's still in that stress stage or still never had a chance to recover from that stress stage. Right. And your sympathetic? Yes, I can never say this word. Say it now. Sympathetic system. Sympathetic nervous system? Your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your nervous system doesn't know the difference between, um, you know, whether you're running on a treadmill or you're running from a lion. Right. Um, You know what's funny about that? Whenever us in the health industry make that, we've all told this to clients and stuff. We always say running from a lion. Yeah. Why do we say that? I don't know. It could just be But I've heard it so many times too. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like we always go so extreme. Like, your sympathetic nervous system doesn't know if you're just, like, working out a little bit or if you're running for a lion. Yeah. Or, we'll say, um, or it doesn't know if you're fighting for your life. I've never heard that one. Never? No. Huh. Anyway. Which makes sense because it's fight or flight, but right. never heard that one. Always running from a lion. Yeah. <laughs> and a lion is not the strongest animal in the jungle, ladies and gentlemen. No, and it's not the fastest. No. But... It's just the shit. Yeah, you love lions. I love tigers, though. Bears? No, not so much. Bears are fine, but not so much. <laughs> <laughs> you like my arm? 
I was, you like like I was like looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go on. Yeah. So just balance with your workout. Um, yeah. Making sure you're stress- stretching enough. Wow. I can never talk. I know. I know. We're working on it. It's okay. What happened the other day when I was like not talking properly at all? So yesterday, <laughs> today, and tomorrow. No, you kept saying, are you okay? That was yesterday. Was it? Yeah. Oh. What was I even talking about? I don't know. I mean, I know I knew at the time, but I couldn't recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So how would you say some like when you say so? You know, some people might say, "Well, how do I know like what's an optimal workout balance, dude?" Because I just feel like I feel like I'm doing a lot. <laughs> who are you talking to? I don't know. I pictured like a California surfer who like loves to surf, but just doesn't really like to work out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, um, working, stretching just as much as you're working out, which is something I'm not, I'm pretty good at stretching, but maybe not as much as I am at working out. What do you, what do you mean? I think you stretch a lot. But not as much as I work out, you think? No, but I, I think you stretch enough. I think you're stretched. <laughs> Stop stretching. No, I think you're stretched to work out balances enough. And I don't think you need to stretch uh, like a one-to-one ratio. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to work out for an hour and stretch for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so... Um, but yeah, so just planning your workout so that you're having um, rest days in between your low or, like, heavier work days. Yeah. Um, you know, not just doing the same thing all the time or mm-hmm. not doing cardio all the time, not mm-hmm. doing just weightlifting all the time. And, I mean, if you are doing weightlifting, complement it with, um, like, a lighter day or... Um, why am I forgetting the word right now? But mm. like an accessory day where right. um, you're not working those uh, large muscles as much. Like, so work on those biceps, triceps, and calves. Yeah. <laughs> you love the calves. Do you still love calves? What do you mean? Like just I feel like that was a thing women? that you were or like... just in general? In general. Yeah, I think calves are the shit. Yeah. I just, I just, I just like, I just like muscles. I think muscles are dope mm-hmm. on anybody. Mm-hmm. Muscles are sick. You know what I mean? Says a man who doesn't work out at all and still is muscular. I work out. Don't do that. Oh, baby. Gyms are closed. <laughs> I don't work out. Gyms. I can, pandemic. I don't work out at home. It's a pandemic. <laughs> don't get me started. I don't do home workouts, bro. I can't do that. It's just not my vibe. I tried. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. You know how I feel when I'm doing home workouts? I feel like how people feel. Like, you know how people just... You'll have clients who, like, they cannot get to the gym. Like, mm-hmm. and they they admit it. They're honest about it. Yeah. They're like, I, I just can't. That's how I feel. I, yeah. I hate them. Every, I'm, I, every second I'm doing a home workout mm-hmm. is just shit. Really? I hate it. I hate it so much. Number one, because I don't have weights that I need. I, I just... I like heavier weights. Yeah. The heaviest weight that we have here is 32 pounds. <laughs> and it's a kettlebell. I love kettlebells. perfect for me. Yeah. Like, I just, the weights aren't heavy enough. I'm not I'm trying to sit here and do 200 reps. Like, I just, mm-hmm. that's not my vibe. Like, I get it. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed the bike and stuff, but. So, for weightlifting, I need to, I just, I prefer being in a gym. Yeah. Yeah. So, come 14th, I am back in there. Mm-hmm. Like swimwear. <laughs> In, you never heard that saying? No. In there like swimwear? Never heard that It doesn't life. make sense, but it's a thing. I've never heard of that. That's okay. Please, keep All going. Right. Workout balance. Yep. Have some. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that your body perceives as stress is ignoring emotional needs. Oh. Um, 
So your body will have a physiological reaction to... I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> want to say that? Want to try that word again? Physiological... Oh, oh shit. shit, bro. I really can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to sit here until we get it. No. So what kind of reaction does your body have? Physiological. Oh, my God. So what do you... So what Physiological. is... Physiological. Yep. Physiological. Yeah. There we go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God, man, I can't talk. Do you ever, whenever you're alone sometimes, right? <laughs> do you actually sit there and take a second? Let's say you're on the toilet or whatever. You know, you're by yourself. And do you ever just go like, I really have troubles talking. <laughs> do you ever do that? Did you just trouble talking? No. It's not like you said, I have troubles talking. I really have troubles talking. <laughs> I said that on purpose. <laughs> it sounded dumb. I mean, it did, actually. Now that I'm... I meant to say it, but now that I'm hearing it, I should have said I have trouble talking. Yeah. Yeah. But do you ever say that to yourself when you're alone? No. Just in moments where... Sometimes when I'm talking to someone that's not, like, a friend, mm-hmm. or I just randomly meet, like, someone, an acquaintance or whatever, out on sure. the street. Yeah. Because I do that all the time. Mm. Um, if I... Fuck up in those conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you lost all credibility as a human. As a human. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as I've done that, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm just like, I'm an idiot. Nope. You just said, I fucked. And that's all you're going to remember of this conversation. <laughs> so as you're talking to them, you're just thinking, I fucked. And that's all that matters here. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's crazy. Like, I'll walk away from this conversation being like, that person's never going to talk to me again. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a soft voice, and I don't speak English properly. That is the plight of the introvert. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. So, emotional needs. Boom. Check on them. Um, so, your body will have an actual reaction. Now you're conscious about it. Now you're conscious about your talking. So conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't... Um, so when you're okay so let me help you out so when you're talking about emotional needs right essentially are you think are you saying like you know understanding how you're feeling throughout the day like how do you manage your emotional needs yeah it's tapping into like what you're feeling if there's something uh something you've experienced that you're super sad about or um worried about feeling anxious about whatever the emotion is Mm -hmm. that you've tapped into that and you're um handling it you're not ignoring it you're um, acknowledging it and Mm -hmm. i mean everyone's um response would be different everyone's um way of dealing with stress would stress would be different Mm -hmm. and i've noticed even with myself having that physiological response and understanding that like how that works makes it easier for me to manage my stress Mm -hmm. because i'll notice myself getting hyped up or I'll like physically feel For sure. the reaction. So to me that's something that I've been able to tap into a lot more lately to help manage my stress. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get stressed I get dark and quiet. Very dark. Yeah, because fuck everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, I, you're right, you're absolutely right with that. I think I think it's important to 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 have a tap into how you're feeling and 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 uh, I'll kind of touch on this a little bit in the striking thought but just wanted to say like 
not dismissing your feelings as being soft or being weak or mm. or just saying like suck it up dude you know what i mean like i think especially for guys i'll say that's a big thing with guys like pushing through and like be tough and like i don't be a bitch you know like yeah. I, I think all those things are fragile masculine fra- fragile masculinity mm. which i believe was on episode five or something i don't know check it out but yeah um so i, I agree with you i think the the emotional side of things are very important not just for women, but also for men. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, considering, too, like, your cortisol levels, obviously your stress levels, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't really realize that cortisol is actually a hormone. So mm-hmm. it affects how your hormones are balanced. And especially for women, it really throws off um, your estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a huge one. And especially if you're constantly eating, um, like, sugar to kind of fuel that um, anxiety or stress or whatever... Stress eating. Yeah, that's going to spike your insulin, which is also a hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can really just throw your system completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, and something else I'll add into that too is like self-sabotage, um, you know, people tricks that people kind of do to themselves, not really realizing of like overeating, just like you just mentioned, um, or eating the wrong things or drinking a lot or smoking a lot. Um, things that kind of mask your actual emotions that right. you're not really able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Medications, pills. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anything that you're not really um, tapping into your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big one too. Um, and I think it's becoming, well, I would say it's becoming more and more common. I feel like people are just talking about it a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think health and wellness in general is uh, over the last... I'd say over the last 10 years has really been mm-hmm. a big talk, topic, discussion. So it's good. You know, it's all good. And But I think with that comes a lot of bullshit in those areas as well. So just kind of knowing who to talk to and, and, and really doing your research to finding a good source um, for information and knowledge is important. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I'll add in here. Is blue light or EMS, um, that's stress to your body. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I found interesting about this topic So is, p- some people might not know what that is. What do you mean by blue light and EMS? Blue light is just anything from a device, basically. The, the light? The lighting that they use in electronics. So your cell phone, your computer, your TV, TV anything. iPad, yeah. Um, it sends certain light signals that are like literally read through your body. Um, and what's interesting about this is because they've not actually done official studies to figure out what happens with that light in your body. Mm -hmm. They've done lots of studies that show, um, you know, that overuse of computers or phones or whatever, um, can contribute to cancers or certain, um, autoimmune diseases and all that, but they literally do not even know what that light does in your body, Mm -hmm. which is kind of scary if you think about it. I guess it can be, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it it, it alters, um, it can alter your genes, it can, it's essentially sending a signal through your body, um, you know, and your body already has its own signals and its own uh, path that it's already doing, and then mm-hmm. another signal comes through, and your body kind of has to figure out where to navigate from right. there. Right, um, So, um, obviously something like an x-ray would be very high power um, radiation electrons going through so that's you know 
that's why they don't make you do very many of them. Right. Um, but something like a cell phone, computer devices is a much smaller quantity than that. But obviously, the amount of times that we use it all day, every day, time um, can really add up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, nice chill out on that. Protection. Yeah, I think a couple of things to to help to mitigate those things are obviously like all of our cell phones now they show you how much cell phone time you're using or how much cell phone time you're um, yeah you're. you're or how much cell phone time you are actively using your cell phone. Screen time. Screen time, yeah. So, you know, just try to manage that time by using that app or that whatever setting on your phone to see how much time you're using. Pick a number and try and stay under it. Um, in terms of in your home, you know, with your modem, router, you know, TV, like all that kind of stuff for EMS, um, using something that, uh, I don't know if I want to touch into it, like the shield light thing. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, you can even just look up EMS protectors. Yes, yeah, exactly. Even, like, things that you can have on your computer, on your phone, or right. just um, apps that you can use. Like, the one I use on my computer is Flux, and it didn't tell me about that. What the hell? What, what is that? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I did tell you. No, you didn't. You just protected yourself and not <laughs> the rest of your family. I've been telling you with my phone and my computer that I found what? all this stuff out. You didn't tell me that. Yes, I did. Remember No, what was the thing you... Phone? You did something the other day. Yeah. Remember when you had to triple click my phone? Yeah. And you had to take off the brightness and then you had to take off the color? Yeah. So I've made that so successful so quickly, like as a mm-hmm. shortcut. Oh. Um, but you have to go into your phone and actually do it. Right. What did you do on your computer? You downloaded a thing? Yeah. It's called F.Lux. And what does it do? And so it changes the brightness depending on the time of the day it is. So right now, can you tell how it's kind of like dim? Yeah. So that changes through the day. During the middle of the day, it'll be like normal color. Right. I see your Um. So, you know, all those studies they've done of how it affects, um, that light affects you closer to your sleep time. Right. Um. So, yeah, that's why closer it gets to like, I think it's like around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts to get dimmer and you have to put your actual like location in or what city you're in. So they know so your, they know what it's what's like standard outside. time or whatever, yeah. Yeah. That's um, pretty dope. Yeah. Cool. And especially in the morning when you wake up, like, for me, when I train at 6 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. like, not having that bright, harsh yep. light in my eyes yep. has been really helpful. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. All good stuff. Lower that stress, people. Because it is a stressful time out there. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, quickly dive into <coughs> In the Gray. So our, or sorry, the gray zone, I should say. The gray zone topic of the day, we're just going to be discussing typical husband and wife roles in, what are we, just in a relationship? Or well, in yeah, marriage, just like, it doesn't even need to be husband and wife, but mm-hmm. just common law, marriages, whatever. Yeah, um, partnerships, let's say. Partnerships, because there's always typically roles that each man and woman play. Right. Um, Male, female, or whatever. Breadwinner, non-breadwinner, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, so yeah, let's go into that. And I guess we'll, we'll, you know, we'll base that off of kind of our experience. Yeah. So obviously everyone's different. There's, you know, some women who, or there's some dads who stay at home and there's some women who, so, you know, we're not Do you not think we have a typical, like, uh, pretty, pretty typical, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like, so I started out by saying, I think, um, as the male or as, I just feel like my, one of my main roles is to protect the family, like whether just in any way, shape or form. Um, 
you know, obviously the number one that comes to mind is physically, like mm-hmm. keeping everyone safe physically, making sure that, and not, not just like, oh, a burglar broke in, I'm going to beat the shit out of him, but also just, uh, you know, making sure people aren't just doing wild shit and hurting themselves or, um, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who's doing wild shit? I just, like, if I see Quinn crawling up on something, oh, yeah. I don't really want her to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you're very protective. Like, I think for you, well, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, just, like, some men, I find that you're more protective. You naturally have that reaction mm-hmm. more than some other men, like most men, I would say. I don't know. I guess. I think it's, I think there's a fine line. And what I mean is, there's a difference between protecting your kids and your family, let's say. Well, let's just say your kids for now, because obviously I'm not going to. You're an adult. (laughs) (laughs) But I just mean... But I also, on the flip side of that, I think it's important to let kids learn some things for themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. so if I see Quinn might fall off the couch, you know, and I'm kind of looking, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, she could fall off and kind of hurt herself, but, like, she's not going to fall into a a pit of knives. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, she'll fall. She'll realize, like, holy shit, that hurt. And she'll learn something from it. (laughs) Right? But if it's like if she's on the top of the bed and which is a lot more high, a lot higher up than the couches, yeah. it's a different story. Or if she's standing on a countertop, I'm not gonna let her fall onto the kitchen floor, right? So I, I think there's times where, and indirectly letting her, letting your kids learn things the hard way sometimes is an indirect way to let them know how to protect themselves. Yeah, because they fall, they hurt themselves. And they realize, like, oh, shit, that hurt, or I didn't like that. And then now you have an added sense of uh, mental stability or security to know that they know, or they're going to actively try to protect themselves now, mm-hmm. right? So it makes your job easier. Um, so it, I guess it, yeah, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand. You're funny in those moments, though. Because mm. you're very protective, and then to the point where you're then irritated because Quinn won't get down. Mm-hmm. You're like, go ahead. Go ahead, hurt yourself. Go yeah, ahead. Do it. Have a good time, dude. Fall, fall off, hurt yourself. Yeah. Enjoy it. And then when she did fall off the ottoman, you're like, "Tell me exactly how it happened." Yeah, exactly Re-enacted. how it happened. Reenacted. I need to. Yeah, feel and you did it. such a bad job. You're like, she fell on her back and then her head. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. hold on. So no, what do you I mean? said her butt and then her head. Yeah, but like you didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You just explained it poorly, <laughs> but we got to the bottom of it. It was fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I just don't want people to hurt themselves. I think as a, as a man, mm-hmm. you got to protect your family. So what you got? I, I think mine is more as a female mm-hmm. or my role. Sure. Um, it's just like over caring. So you'd classify it as over caring? No, it's just supposed to be caring. But sometimes I feel like I over care. Just like as a, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a fine line, right? Yeah. Just like, yeah. But yeah, finding that balance has been hard. Well, I think the first year with Quinn was very hard. Mm-hmm. I think I cared way too much about everything. Um, Which I think is natural, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just making sure everyone's good, like, um, you know, dinner's ready when you're home, or like dinner's somewhat ready when you're home from work, or making sure Quinn, like, has each of those meals or like just her routine, her schedule. Obviously, mm-hmm. that is so important for kids of having a routine. Um, 
just making sure that like you're good, you're good, you're good. Hey, mm-hmm. you over there, good. <laughs> Even Javier, like I feel like I'm obsessive in the morning sometimes on Saturdays. I'm like, Javier, are you okay? Do you want some water? Do you want something else? Yeah. I know you just woke up, but hey, want something? She's just like, shh, 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 iPads playing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty talk much. To me like, stop talking. Until my dad wakes up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like his eggs better than yours. Mm. Salt. That's it. <laughs> Two eggs and salt? Yeah. That's all you need, kid. <laughs> yeah, that'd be mine, I think, for females. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Um, I guess for my another one for me would be just financial support. I think, I think uh, you know, there's a, you know, I just think as a male you feel a sense of, like, or whoever the one who works more, you know, you obviously want to maintain that. You you feel the sense to support your family financially and, you know, making money and working hard and getting out there and doing what you got to do to kind of bring bring home the bacon so that so that everything can run properly, so we can buy food, so we can pay bills. Huh? Efficiently. Yeah, so we can buy food, we can pay bills, we can whatever, and, and we can enjoy ourselves as a family and go out and do fun things and, and thanks covid for taking that away a little bit but mm-hmm. um just making sure that we're we're okay no one's no one's really stressed about money or anything like that it just kind of taking that burden off i think is something that um very similar to protecting the family like it's just something that's just like eh, it's that's your job you know that's something for me specifically mm-hmm. that I found very hard, I still sometimes find it very hard, mm-hmm. um, to take money from you. <laughs> yeah. And to not, like, I always feel like I need to put in just as much as you're putting in. Mm-hmm. And. But don't you think that's silly because you don't work as much as I work? I know. And right? I get that my role is different, but because I'm, I love to work and I'm always, I've always had jobs and mm-hmm. I've always you know provided for myself never asked for handouts for my parents like um even the first time I had a job I literally saved a thousand dollars before I spent a dime of it mm-hmm. um you know when I was 13 like I just loved that structure I loved being able to make my own money it felt so empowering and mm-hmm. like um yeah, that's been the hardest part since having Quinn of just like not. I mean, I've been making my own money. It's not like I'm not working at all. Yeah, obviously. But, um, yeah, just wanting to have, you know, both things in my life of being able to work as much as I want to work and obviously be with Quinn as much mm-hmm. as I want to be with Quinn, which is impossible. But that's been probably my biggest, like, battle. Since, yeah. Glad um, you said it, dude. Glad you said it. Since being home as a mom. Yep. I feel like you're kind of in a, in a you kind of want your cake and eat it too type stage. Yeah. Like I feel like you, you very much want to be a part of like a work, a work organization or feel like you're not necessarily like a company necessarily. That could be an option if it fits, but mm-hmm. also just feeling like you're maximizing your potential as a quote unquote worker or someone who's working on their business, let's say, but at the same time you want to spend your whole day with Quinn. Uh, not necessarily, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, your focus should, you know. So, yeah. I think it's that's, so I think tough that's, for me, honestly. Yeah. 
And the first year, I'll say, I so many times just wanted to work almost more than being a mom. Because yeah, totally. it felt very, very weird for me to be home all the time mm-hmm. um, and be with this being that I didn't know how to take care of. I know and how to can't work. can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to work. I totally get how to do that. And I'm good at it. Just, like, let me do that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, you know, she's your child and you, like, had to figure it out. Right. Or I had to figure it out. Bro, a nanny is going to be so tough. You don't even understand. You don't even yeah. know yet. You I don't even that. know yet, dude. You don't even know yet. It's going to be so lovely and not just a lot of people. And we've talked about this, but the idea of the nanny, a lot of people think it's just because you're a lazy piece of shit and you just need someone to clean up your shit. You weren't raised right. You don't even know how to like, no, dude, the nanny is not that I've learned that. I used to have that opinion about nannies. Like you're just lazy. You want to clean up your own shit. But bro, a nanny, a nanny allows you to maximize your time Mm -hmm. on the things that are important to make your family get to a better place yeah right like you get to work more so you make more money so you can support your family and your goals and your dreams to buy a house buy new cars buy take your kids through school whatever and guess what bro you're helping that nanny get a job yeah you're an employer yeah you know it's like everybody wins and your child gets an aunt or whatever a tita or you know, like someone else in their life who just kind of becomes a part of the family. Yeah. You know, like it's just, there's nothing wrong with it. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'd be happy to have a nanny part-time for sure. The whole full-time thing will happen if I do end up going through with this job. But um, that to me would be more of the best case scenario, having a part-time nanny. Because um, I do, like as Quinn has gotten older... Like, I don't know. I guess I just got a picture of me being with her more part time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, until she's like in JK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, and you know, I think realistically with the nanny, I think we'll you know we'll probably dive into that just as much as we need them. Like, mm-hmm. if we happen to need them full time, so be it. If we mm-hmm. can make it work where it's just part time, so be it. Um, and that's something that I like too. Whereas, like, if you're enrolled in a daycare or wherever. Mm-hmm. It has to be so structured, like, even in the one across the street, like, mm-hmm. it had to be certain days of the week if it's part-time, and you could only do part-time if there's someone else who wants the opposite days of you. Right. Whereas, like, with the nanny, you know, like, hey, I need some hours, so, like, can you come over, or, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, think gonna, I think we're going to end up getting a full-time nanny. You think so? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think so. Anyway. Yeah, that's been the hardest part for me. I've not... Maybe I'm a dude for that, but just wanting to be the breadwinner <laughs> and, like, just to be able to make money. Yeah, you and... make more money than me. <laughs> mm. uh, but, yeah. I don't know. And I guess another one for females, or for me, anyway, mm-hmm. is feeling like you have to organize the house and create, like, synergy in the house. Oh, for sure, dude. Um, 100%. Yeah. I definitely follow your lead with that, and I'll give my opinion if I have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what, are, what would you say in this house that I was like, hey, I need this to be like that? Um, nothing, nothing I need. No, I need. Right. Give me your opinion, yes. That was the question. So nothing. Like, this chair, you really wanted it to be here? 
was underneath. What do you mean? Because remember how the chair is the other way? Oh, so this one that I'm sitting in. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right. Um. That was, I feel like that was the only time in the last four years. Where you were like, okay. No, no, that you just went ahead and did something. Yeah. And then you were like, I think this is right. Yeah, I guess so. Because I don't, because at the end of the day, I don't care. No, you don't. But I, I care enough, and I think guys, we don't care, but at the same time, I don't just want chaos. Like, I don't just want a house that's ugly or that doesn't mm-hmm. match or, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't really have a particular vision for what I want each room to look like. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the organizing and the synergy thing is definitely a female, um, typically a female strong trait. And we just kind of say yes or no to whatever mm-hmm. ideas you have. Yeah. Because you got a lot of them. <laughs> so many options. Why not? No. I like No problems. Up. No problems. Definitely on board. Any room, like even living at home with my mom or mm-hmm. my Nona, mm-hmm. I used to change out my room so many times. Yeah. Yeah, like I never did that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Although I did have a wall. I think I told you about this, but when I was a teenager, I had a wall where I would like cut out like pictures from magazines and stuff mm-hmm. and put them on my wall and I eventually made like the two full walls of my room were like collage like cars and basketball mm-hmm. players and fucking just video games and mm-hmm. boy shit right but I felt so good about it when I'd find a new picture to yeah. put on the wall I felt like my wall's growing <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I felt so proud of it and then when we moved I started taking all the pictures down I was gonna do it again like, when I, so when I moved to Brampton, I was going to do it in my Brampton room. But then I was like, I don't care. Yeah, when you're like 17 or 18. I was a grown, yeah, I was grown. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> this is stupid. So I, I, literally, I started saving them. And then, like, right before we moved, I was like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. My last one is just teaching your kids how to be active and you know, not be pussies. And that goes for boys or girls. Like, you know, I'm not saying, you know, make your kids bullies by any means, but just, I, I enjoy, I enjoy teaching them lessons. Maybe, maybe more so vague, because Quinn, I think, is still a little too young for lessons like that. But, like, having, like, honest, real conversations with them, giving them the real deal, like, not sugarcoating everything. Like, even the whole Santa Claus thing. I'm just like, I never... I never said Santa wasn't real, but I never was, like, Feeding into super, it. yeah, just because, like, what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, look, look, I'm not knocking Santa, I get it, it was dope, Santa's cool, but just, I don't know, if they ask me a question about something or someone or something that happened, I'll tell them exactly the truth, I, I just don't think it's, uh, it's just not helpful to give kids kitty talk, so... Yeah. And not make them pussies who believe that the world is, like, just this place that's going to feed them. Like, you're a winner all the time. Like, no, dude. That's not constructive. That's not helpful. No. You know, if you are in a competition and you lose, you lost. Yeah. You lost because you weren't better than that kid over there. Mm -hmm. That kid over there is better than you at that thing that you just competed in. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make him better than you. And I think that's... Yeah, right. Yeah. He's just better at the thing that you're competing in. So if you want to get better at the thing, all right, well, we got to work on it. Yep. You're not... 
yeah, everyone's a winner. No, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, so stuff like that. I think it's important to, I feel a sense of, uh, I just feel a strong calling to like, that's something that I, I like to tackle and yeah. just keeping them active and even sometimes when Bane's like, I'm so tired of walking. I just feel like, okay. Walk. I hear you, bro, but keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just actually like drives that. me crazy with my uncle. Mm-hmm. He's that parent who's like, good for you for everything. Yeah. And it, like one time we were all playing badminton and literally every time my cousin mm-hmm. hit the birdie. It's like, good joke, you're amazing. Yeah. And no, me and my brothers were like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I think it's, um, you know, I think parents that do that, you know, I don't think they have bad intentions, obviously. They just want their child to feel good. But I think you're sabotaging them because life doesn't always feel good. Mm-hmm. So when things in life that happen that don't feel good, your child will feel like mm-hmm. something's wrong with what's yeah. happening to them. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. It just means that you need to adjust to what's happening to you and not change what's happening to you or not demand that that needs to change. Yeah. And that's where you get Karens from. The whole Karen movement that's yeah. happening right now. Like, It's just people that feel like the world should conform to their ideology and that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you teach your kids that stuff in the household, you being their parent, someone they trust, and if I'm telling you, hey, daughter that I love very dearly, and you know that, you suck at the sport, <laughs> they're not going to feel as bad, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I agree. I, mean, I even find that helpful yeah. when you're like that with me sometimes. You do or you don't? I do. What do you mean? Well, it's just a little reality slap sometimes. A reality slap? Yeah. Hmm. So not a reality check? No, reality slap can be a thing. Reality slap, eh? <laughs> How does that feel when it came out of your mouth? That sounds like something that people say. Yeah, reality slap. That doesn't no, no, no. sound dumb. Hold on. I definitely understand what you mean. The communication has gotten through. This is good, right? <laughs> We've communicated well. But I just want to let it be clear that community slap, or what did we say? You said community slap? I did say that. <laughs> what do we say? Is my dumbness making you even more dumb? Baby, what's the word? <laughs> reality slap. Reality slap. That's not a thing. No one has ever said that. And you're typing it in to find yeah. it out. But you're not going to find it. You're not going to find reality slap. So, that's how that goes. <laughs> reality slap on Amazon? <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> Should this episode be called reality slap? <laughs> that's so crazy. Uh, you can buy something on Amazon called reality slap. What is it? Like, it's, what is it? It's a book. Oh, the book is called yeah, Reality Slap? Yeah, yeah. There's a book called Reality Slap. So, hmm. there you go. Maybe it is a thing. Someone wrote a book about your dumb term, Reality <laughs> Slap. No, that's a real thing. It's not a real thing, but I get what you mean. And yes, I agree with what you're saying. 100%. <laughs> I think that you have to deal with your Reality Slap. And... And not... it's actually subtitled. Yeah. Fulfillment when life hurts. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm not mad at it. Um, what else you got? Um, Last one? Yeah, I think for females, uh, you know, communication and emotional support is more on the side for females. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just because more females are more in tune with emotions. Mm-hmm. Probably sometimes too much. Um, but I don't know. I feel like you're pretty good at that, too. Um, but I, I do find that if 
someone is too emotional for you, mm-hmm. someone being Gwen, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have patience for it. Nope, that's not true. It's I'm not. Um, I don't get frustrated by uh, an excess of emotional output. It's she's a she's a kid. She I wouldn't even call her a kid, but I can't call her an infant. She's a toddler technically, mm-hmm. but like. She's still at that age where she's like, she has no concept of, um, she's like a cat. She doesn't really yet have a concept of other people's experience in life. Mm-hmm. She's still very self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. And I think as a parent, like that's something that is a challenge at this age for the toddler. They just, they believe everything revolves around them. Mm-hmm, for sure. They don't think about you or, or outside of what you can do for them or outside of what they want from you, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's affection or love or your time or something that you can grab for them, whatever. So they're kind of like cats at this stage. And and I just think it's more so that that I find annoying when she's excessively whining for nothing, you know? Yeah, I get that. Um, I just think, uh, like, for me, it's... I'm super in tune with that, and I noticed with her, like, even the last couple of days, she's been, like, super whiny, like, even around snack, like, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Whenever she's like that, there's always something actually going on. Okay. So, I think it has been her teething. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. This, yeah. Yeah. And you're right. When she, whenever she is, and with most kids, whenever they're super whiny, like, to the point where you're like, what's going on? Yeah. It's something. Yeah, for sure. For Absolutely. Sure. And I think that's something that I'm pretty in tune with now. Mm-hmm. I think initially when that when those situations happen, it would just irritate the fuck out of me. Yeah. Because it's like, you're more whiny and you're already whiny. Yeah. I feel like I knew that, but it's just, it's still annoying, really. Like, that's, and, you know, uh, realistically for me, you know, there's just times where I need to be a little more patient. You know, I get mm-hmm. that. And I think it's, um, I don't know, man, it's just hard. I just think I'm at... Uh, Honestly, I'm just not... I, I'm not patient. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a patient person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think... I don't know. I, I, I think I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm not patient, and I, I'm annoyed by whether it be Quinn excessive whining or anything that I am not really being patient for... Mm-hmm. You see that emotion on me where I'm not patient, but I understand why the thing is happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm understanding, but I'm annoyed that it's happening. Yeah. So it's kind of a combination of things. And I think that's just for me, understanding that I am impatient and being like, okay, I'm an impatient person, but you can't, that doesn't mean that my impatience takes precedence over what's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So I try to be annoyed secretly. To yourself. I try. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm not, I just don't think I'm patient. I'm not patient. Mm-mm. At all. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I don't know, do you have another one? Nah, let's move on. Let's go to the striking thought. Tell me about it. Nothing crazy this time, this week. You know, I, I, I thought a little bit about it. I didn't really have anything too too intense this week. But just a little tidbit. Um, and it just has to do with friends. I think 
and I guess it depends on what age you are, but, you know, I think friends are uh, monumental people in your life, in your life, in your lives. I was talking to multiple people and one person at the same time. <laughs> and the reason I think that is because, you know, obviously your family is your family, and we all know that blood is blood, right? Like, there's people, I guarantee you there's, there's people in your family who, if they weren't your blood, you would never speak to them. Oh, for sure. Right? Probably most people in your family. In most cases. I would even say for a wedding, mm-hmm. when you're choosing who goes to your wedding, it's right. a perfect example of that. Totally. Especially because we only had, like, less than 40 people there. Yeah, 38 or something. Yeah. There was definitely people in my family that I was like, I don't want this person to come. I'd right. rather invite this person. Right. So, you know, I say that to say that family is... They're just... They're stamped already. They're family. And no matter what, you have to... That's your family. Mm-hmm. But, I, but you know, friends are the family that you choose... Right, and I think making those choices is very important, especially as you get older. If you're 16, if you're a kid, whatever, be friends with who you want to be friends with, because that'll change real quick. Trust me. Once you're done college, university, that's just gonna change. Mm-hmm. So I'm really mainly talking to the adults um, in the room, but you know, the the friends you currently have are the people that you choose, and the people who are around you who are gonna support you, who are gonna be there for you, like they're the family that you're choosing that wasn't chosen for you. And there's importance to that, you know? Like, you got to think about certain things with that. Like, how do your friends impact your life? And that goes, I mean, that's a pretty broad statement, but, or question, but, you know, are they people who are constantly bringing negativity into your life or constantly bringing their drama into your life in a way that's not constructive, in a way that they're just using you to cry on but they're not taking your advice or they're not they're not trying to do anything to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Are they just using you for your money or your status or whatever, you know? Um, you know, just, just how are they impacting your life? Are they somebody who you enjoy their company? You feel stress relief when you're around them. Do you feel more stress? Do you feel pressure? Like, you know, just you got to really think about how they're impacting your life. Um, another one is do friends challenge you to do better I think that's one that's huge Mm -hmm. you know and I think it's one that a lot of people they have friends who they enjoy spending time with but that time might just be spent watching TV smoking weed and watching Netflix Mm -hmm. and that's cool I'm not knocking those things I enjoy those things too but you know are you neglecting doing something that you're supposed to be doing and spending that time hanging out with your friends, smoking weed, chilling, watching Netflix. And if that's the case, is that friend saying, hey, bro, this is the fifth time you've neglected studying for that test or mm-hmm. or uh, the fifth time you've neglected going to your kid's soccer game to come chill with me and watch Netflix. Like, are they going to call you out on your bullshit or are they just going to let you come chill with them because that's what they want? You yeah. know, like, you know, it's obviously good to have fun enjoy your friend's company but you know are they challenging you to be better are they the ones that are going to step up and say hey man like you know go to your kid's fucking soccer game or um you know i would say even to add on to that it's just like sparking conversation to want to do more for sure so i mean obviously conversations we've had or conversations that maybe you've had with anton and sylvia Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Just people who are super motivated to drive forward. Mm-hmm. Those conversations make you want to do more. Sure. Totally. 
and I think we all have friends too, or or might have had friends who, you know, you might bring up something that you know they should be doing, and every time you bring it up, they get defensive or they get aggressive or they because you know they don't they don't want to face the music. You know, are you gonna be that kind of friend that just shies away from those conversations because you feel like it's awkward, mm-hmm. or are you gonna be the kind of friend that says, like, figures out a way to still drive that conversation because you know it's something that that person needs to hear. You know, like, like where else are they going to hear that message other than somebody who is their friend or who cares about them or a family member? You know, are you honest with your friend? And that goes in all ways, shapes, and forms. Like, they might have a new boyfriend or girlfriend or have a new partner who they, they're really infatuated with and yada, 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 but you kind of know that it's not a good fit for them or mm-hmm. you know that this is a rebound or you know that this is somebody who's just kind of eventually going to be poisonous for them or, or only um, is only really benefiting them maybe physically. Maybe they just love the sex or maybe they just love the money that this person has or whatever. You know, are you being honest with them and saying, hey man, like I know you're loving life with this person right now, but is this really the person for you? Mm-hmm. Like I know you want somebody who blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, again, do they hold you accountable? Like, you know, hey man, you said you were going to do, you said you're going to work out now. Uh, one of my friends, and, and you know, it's something that I, I kind of have had a conversation with myself about with him. Like, he doesn't work out. He doesn't eat healthy. You know, he just does things that are um, just not healthy. Yeah, self-sabotaging. Exactly. And, and, you know, we chill. We hang out a lot. And, you know, we've had the conversations, of course. There's been times in our friendship where... He's been on track, and I've mentioned it to him, but I feel like as of late, I kind of need to mention it again because, you know, we're 33, and I think I think the decisions that we make in our mid to late 30s really sets us up for who we're going to be for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. So I've been... all the same age. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, you know, I kind of want to start having those conversations because I don't... I just know the longer it gets or the longer we go on, the more in set in his ways he's going to be. And at the end of the day, even if he decides to just, I'm never going to work out, man. Mm-hmm. Like, at least I said something. Yeah. You know, I can't not do that because I know how shit it makes me feel to just act like everything's fine mm-hmm. when I know this guy is like, just not taking care of himself as the best he could, you know? Yeah. Not um, caring for himself. Yeah, you know? And I think there's a saying, like, it says, Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And I think there's truth to that, but I also think that there's another side to that. I think there's truth to it in the sense that show me who your friends are in the sense of are they people who are willing to take feedback? Are they people who are willing to be honest with you? If you're all that way with each other, then yes, I can see how you're all meant to be friends or I can see why you're all friends because... You can be into something totally different than me, but we're both honest with each other and we both recognize who we are as individuals Mm -hmm. and respect that. So it's like we are on the same page, but we're just different people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's one way that I think that saying does make sense. You know, like if you guys are all able to have the same dialogue with one another, you're able to be open and honest, great. But at the same time, if all of your friends are deadbeats or they're not doing anything but you all hang out a lot and you just love their company just to chill that's cool but 
then maybe you're just using those guys to chill. Like, you're not yeah. making them better. Then you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, are you friends with, are you their friend? Or are you just using them because one of them has weed and the other one likes to drink and you just, you get that high from them mm-hmm. once a week or whatever the case may be, you know? So, um, just really check your friends and check yourself and see if you're being honest with each other and pushing each other to be better versions of yourselves. Really. Yeah. Um, I think, too, a lot of people, you know, have friends for quite a long time and kind of come complacent with, like, the relationship that you had, mm-hmm. say, in high school when you met. For sure. Because um, I think, like, Jill and I, I feel like we still have the same role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's always her telling me stories, me saying, like, my opinions. And mm-hmm. She jokes all the time. I like, she doesn't have an opinion, but, like, you're 34 years old now. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have an opinion. Yeah. You're just not strong-minded or... Not saying it. Not saying it, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you know, actually, like, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do think that, you know, time... Obviously, time and experience and, and memories and the friendship does matter. I don't want to say it means nothing. But I also know that we all change as we get older. Our lives change. Our decisions shape the way and the direction that our lives go in. Um, So in essence, or in a way, it does make the time that you have in with a friend mean kind of nothing. Like if you were friends with somebody when you guys were grade four and then in high school, it's like, yeah, you're in this, you're both in school together. So of course you're still friends. And then maybe you went to the same university or college, so you're still friends. So now you leave university, and it's like, wow, we've been friends for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So now that's the reason you stay friends, but yet one of you wants to go off and live the married life with 20 kids and doesn't really have that much time to hang out, and the other one wants to go off and be an entrepreneur, start their own business, and travel the world. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys stay friends? It's like... It's okay if it just means you guys now kind of go your separate ways. Maybe stay in touch, but mm-hmm. it's okay if you guys aren't hanging out every weekend or every day like you used to or whatever. Like, So I just think, you know, the time you spend being friends doesn't really mean much to me. Mm-hmm. I think, I think after you've finished university, college, and you've started your career... I think the friends you make from that point going forward means a little more because you've already started shaping your life and the people you're meeting in that time are people who are in that same vein, yeah. you know? So it's, it's typically those are the people you end up actually being lifelong friends with. But, um, but you know, ultimately I just think your friends should challenge you. Your friends should really support you. Your friends should be honest with you and really look yourself in the mirror and, and ask yourself, are you being a good friend and an honest friend? and a supportive friend to your friends. Because being a friend isn't just a, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just a privilege. Yeah. It's also a responsibility. Yeah, for sure. Just like it is with family. You know, if they're going through shit, you have a responsibility to be there because they would do the same for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just kind of my striking thought. You know, I, I felt like this week I didn't really have anything, but that is something that I did think about this week and... Um. Yeah, friends, man, friends That's are important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, closing questions. Yeah, let's close off on a couple questions. 
Uh, ladies first, what you got? Okay. Uh, what has been an aha moment in your life? Like a big one or it really impacted your life and you mm-hmm. kind of changed your course on something? Um, <laughs> I've had a few. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess, well, I'll say as a youth, so teenager, high school, um, I've had moments with friends, ironically, where, you know, we were doing things that I didn't want to be doing. Um, there There's one particular time we got into, I don't know, we got into a physical altercation with this other group of guys in high school, and one guy on their side, or the other side, was just getting beaten really badly and I remember having a almost like an out-of-body experience because I was involved in it like I was a part of it mm-hmm. I'm not going to take myself out of the equation like I was some saint I was definitely involved in it but even as I was kicking this guy I was it was weird so I'm kicking this guy with all my friends and I remember actually thinking what like I was thinking about I was looking at him and thinking about like his life. Yeah. Like like he has to go home and he's a teenager and his his mom cares about him. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna go home right now, beat up and um there's nothing in it. He's gonna go home beat up and his mom's gonna be like concerned and <laughs> yeah. worried and feel like she has to do something and she might have two jobs and she doesn't have to deal with that mm-hmm. and like he might get very hurt after this yeah. and and also just like he didn't he didn't know what he was getting involved in like he didn't even he wasn't even that guy you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. i just had a really out-of-body experience and all that thought led to me saying to myself and i said this on other podcasts or in other episodes like this wasn't a lifestyle I wanted to lead. Like, I wasn't, I'm not uh, a violent person. Like, that's not my vibe. That's mm-hmm. not my, that's not my thing. I don't, you know, I, I really believe in uplifting people. And I'm just, I just think I'm a positive person. And that just wasn't, that whole gang related type violent shit's just not my, it's just not my jam. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's what's, I've never felt that that was me. Yeah. So I find whenever you tell those types of stories, mm-hmm. I find it so hard to not only believe, but to put you in that story. For sure. And I almost view it as, like, two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, anytime you're telling these stories, like, I picture, like, just a young you, but, like, it's not you. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was, I was the same guy. Mm-hmm. It was, it's like... It would be like me right now. We're hanging out, and some dudes will come outside, and then our other friend sitting here is like, "Yo, bro, I have beef with that guy. We gotta go outside and smash that guy." And just like how I am now, I just be like, "All right," and I just get up and we'd go mm-hmm. fight, and I'd just fight, you know. Like it was, it was weird, um, but that was one moment where I felt like, kind of an aha moment, just being like, "Bro, I gotta, I can't. This isn't my life. I, I don't want this for me. I don't want yeah. this for me, you know." And, and I really started to separate myself from a lot of those guys. Um, yeah, I've had a bunch. Mm-hmm. I've had a bunch. I mean, I've had aha moments in relationships where I just knew, like, okay, this is the moment that I can't 
I now have to actively start working towards not being in this relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and never anything that went wrong, per se, but just, you just, everyone's, you know, people have been in relationships where you just know you're not, this isn't for you. This mm-hmm. isn't, this doesn't align with your life. This isn't where your life is headed. Mm-hmm. And you need to do something to change it. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. what about you? Jobs I've had. Like, there's, yeah, yeah tons. The first thing that came to my mind was, like, me becoming a trainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, me leaving at the Montessori schools and teaching. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a big one. I felt like I was taking a huge chance because training didn't seem like a career-type job. Right. So I just felt like I was taking a big chance and... Even the fact that I gave my manager the um, uh, the person who owned the school, what's her name? What is that? Director? Principal? principal? Yeah. You just said that. <laughs> no. You just said the principal of the school and then you said, what are they called? No, the you person. Did? Oh, the person. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. The principal yeah. Um, gave her tons of notice of like when I was going to leave mm-hmm. and the fact that she let me go like a week or two after that. Right. Um, you know, I, I just felt like I was taking such a big leap, but I was so sure that I wasn't supposed to be teaching anymore. Right. So I knew that, like, I didn't necessarily feel great about how things happened, but I so knew that I wasn't supposed to be teaching, and I almost felt relieved. Mm-hmm, for to, sure. like, not have to do it anymore. Right. Um, yeah, that'd be one big one for me. I've had relationship ones, too, but I we've already mentioned that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess another big one for me real quick would just be uh, I think we actually talked about this in the podcast as well when I switched from the building renovations program in school to the fitness program that was kind mm-hmm. of a big aha moment for me mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've had a lot um, and my closing question uh, it's kind of broad but we'll just make it really quick and, and, and simple what's an ideal life setup for you so tell me your ideal job scenario so it doesn't have to be like a job job Ideal job, ideal home life, so physically inside the home, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I said family, but that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Who would you like to replace and who would yeah. you like to keep? So just job and family. What's What are those two ideal setups for you? Um, and it can be, you can place anybody anywhere. So you can say what job I would have, you can say everything. Um, your job doesn't matter as much. I think... Hmm. You don't matter at all, so not even thinking about you, but... No, I, I just mean, even when you were managing, mm-hmm. I think there was definitely a big part of me that didn't want you to leave that role until Quinn was a little bit older, mm-hmm. but that did not come close to trumping the fact that I could tell that you were so unhappy in that job. It was just... It, okay. I wouldn't say I was unhappy with the job. It but was... you expired that role, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just. Yeah, and yeah. I think one time you had said to me, um, you felt like you were staying in it because you knew that I wanted you to stay in it. Mm-hmm. That's when I removed myself from that thought. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that's not a reason to stay in a job. I, I know that you'll be able to make money, the same amount of money, not in that role. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, um, that's something, that's what I, I knew that and I. Yeah, I just felt like I didn't... The only thing I really missed from it is the benefits, mm-hmm. to be honest. But even that, I... I, It's fine. I'll pay for whatever, whatever, 
Yeah. Dentist, it's fine. Let's pay for it. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I just think for you, for your job, <clears throat> this question would be like whatever you fulfills you. Sure. I think. Let's talk about you then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my ideal setup would be <laughs> eating my have my cake and eating it too. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? I mean, it has to make sense. Yeah. Like you can't be like, well, I want like to clone my body and have one of me at home. Like, no, that's not. but it would be working part time, whether that's like running my own business mm-hmm. or at an actual facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but working part-time and as a trainer and nutritionist, that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, to be working part-time, but still kind of making full-time money. <laughs> full-time money. <laughs> um, but yeah, just having a lot of flexibility. Like, mm-hmm. even if I was working, say, this new job, like, even if it's just me having flexibility when I go in and how long I'm there, all that kind of stuff, like, that's that's a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um for any job. Like, I I don't like the 9 to 5. That's not for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some type of part-time setup where I have flexibility. Um, obviously, just in this field. Just fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the home setup is where Quinn, right now, I guess we would have a nanny. Part-time at least. Nanny helps out a little bit with the cooking as well. Mm-hmm. Um takes Quinn to like the park and stuff like that so she's around with the kids yep. um yeah that would be like an ideal setup really it's just still part-time mom still part-time work mm-hmm. and fulfillment in both ways where I have a creative outlet with whatever job I'm doing right. um yeah I think until Quinn's in like JK that would be my ideal setup Mm-hmm. And then, like, when she does go to JK, I just work more. Cool. What about you? Um, my ideal setup would be, work-wise, I would just be creating content, whether it be podcasts or, both in podcasts and fitness. I like I love fitness and nutrition and health and all that kind of stuff. Wellness, fitness, health, blah blah. So just content creation. I'd wanna I'd wanna create content that I put out. And it creates uh, more than enough income. So, you know, we're making passive income. Like, we're making money while we're sleeping. Like, it's not like I I don't want my time to necessarily be... I don't have to be in a place to make the money all the time. Mm-hmm. I would want to have something out there that just keeps creating income for us. Um, outside of that, work-wise, I would still want to see a couple, you know, clients and, you know, work with clients physically and... Um, I do enjoy I do enjoy one-on-one small groups. I think I've come to that kind of conclusion. Like I, I like uh, you know, doing the group fitness thing is cool, but I do enjoy that as well actually because I like just being able to go in there and have fun. I don't have to worry specifically about each person's goals. I can just kind of put on some fun music, vibe to the music, jam out give them a workout and not have to worry about being responsible for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. So I do enjoy that, but just, you know, I still want to work physically meeting up with people, whatever training people, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I do love that. Um, but yeah, work wise, ultimately just creating content that I would put out and, and then whatever opportunities come from that, I would 
love to kind of take that on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as family setup, I would want to have a setup with work as well, where um, I can have a like have one like have her one week and then she's not here one week, like one week on, one week off. So which means I'd be able to like take her to school, pick her up from school, like kind mm-hmm. of get to do all that like weekly stuff because I do miss that. Um, I would want a full-time nanny. Uh, and by full-time, I mainly mean, I'd say at least five hours a day. I'll say five hours a day. Mm-hmm. Mm, just, and like, you know, I don't, I, I would be okay with having someone that's just around. Like, not that they would be chilling in here watching Netflix with us, but like, I don't, for example, let's say there just happens to be a time where, like, you might have had a client that canceled and my client moved to another day. So it just happens that at two o'clock on a Wednesday, we happen to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's here also. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, you know, I'm cool. Not necessarily just to chill for the hour. Like, I'd still mm-hmm. do whatever I need to do, but it's just nice that someone else is here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely want a house if that's the case. I, I don't think a full-time nanny, um, and we might explore that here, but I just think a full-time nanny here, which is a smaller, you know, it's not a house, it's an apartment. Um, like, where is she going to go, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just think that would be a little bit more, not necessarily awkward. Obviously, if we're out a lot more working, then it's fine. But, you know, if we're here for, just say, three hours on two days out of the out of the week and she's just here like that it'd feel kind of pointless you know um but yeah i guess ultimately that would be like my ideal setup yep yeah yeah so yeah man anything else you got before we wrap it up no that was it for me cool yeah i'm good too it's in the gray that is all for today. Mm-hmm. My voice is gone. Yeah, your voice is gone. I think your voice went to sleep. My voice always sleeps. You always sleep. I wish. Yeah. I miss that so much. Just sleeping all day. I already was not getting enough sleep before having Ben. True. Where'd your voice go? I don't know. It's just like, I don't mind it though. I feel your like voice it's not. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it sounds like, you know what's funny? I actually always used to like, you know when you get sick and your yeah. voice gets deep and ho- like deep and kind of hoarse? Yeah. I like that. Because your voice kind of gets like, yeah. you know what I mean? It kind of gets like this. And then you have to act like, oh, I'm just sick, you know. <laughs> My bad. But and I feel like you drag it off for an extra day. I try to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's all we got for today, folks. It's the In the Gray podcast with Striker and T. Uh, if you have any need for nutritional advice or help or fitness and health related issues definitely check out hungry hungry elephant on instagram she's more than capable and more than willing to help you out so um yeah man and outside of that have a good day dude (laughs)